0: He will be there when all his faith His love is stronger than my pain. He will be faithful. So faithful to me.
1: Amen. Aren't you glad he's faithful to all the way to the end this evening? Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. We thank the Lord for all that He's doing for us, all that He's done, and He's leading all of our footsteps. You know, we didn't know that I'd be here this weekend to speak, and so uh, knew I'd be here this weekend, but not to speak, so amen. So you just have to bear with us this evening. You know, I told them I'm an annual speaker here, and uh, so if with that being said, I'm not sure what I'm going to speak on uh, New Year's Eve, you know, so burning it all up here. Help us, Lord. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this evening, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Uh, This evening, I would like to speak on uh, light, and there's a man that can turn on the light. Brother Branham speaks to this sermon, says there's a man that can turn on the light, and we believe that, don't we? And we're glad to have him in our midst this evening. Amen. Maybe we'll just turn in our scriptures to Matthew 4 and verse 12 this evening. Matthew 4 and verse 12. Amen. Now when Jesus heard that John was cast into the prison, he departed into Galilee And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zebulun and Nephilim, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Elias the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun in the land of Nephilim, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them that set in the region of the shadow of death, light is sprung up. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. Let's just bow our heads this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for letting us be able to gather here once again. Lord, and we feel your nearness now and and God, we ask you that you'll just lift the words off the pages and just put them upon our hearts this evening. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing for us and our pastor. Now, God, I ask you to be with even him there in Canada this evening. I ask you to just strengthen him, Lord. Lord, just move upon the hearts of the people at this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. You can be seated this evening. As I said, I'd like to speak this evening on light. There's a man here that can turn on the light. Amen. I believe we're a church that is sitting here and has recognized that man that has turned on the light for us, a bride around the world that has recognized that man that has turned on the light for us. And so did the people there that saw the great light. They saw that light that had come, for they was in a shadow of death, and that light sprung up amongst them. And I believe that same light that has sprung amongst them has sprung up amongst us. Amen? Amen. In Genesis 1 and verse 1 and 2, and it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form or void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. And it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now here we see that God in his creating powers, as he rolled planets off of his fingertips, as he rolled stars and suns, and he just held them in place, and each one in their perfection. But also, he seen that the earth was without form or void, and there was darkness. But when he come, there was a reflection of him upon there, and he said, let there be light. For he was light. Amen. He was that light in that darkness. And he said, let there be light. That spoken word at that instant, let there be light. And he divided the light and the darkness. The light he called day and the darkness he called night. And we believe that we're in that light. We're of that light and we're part of that light. Amen. Amen. Now all light destroys any darkness within it. Now we're sitting here in this building this evening and we thank the Lord for electricity. The other evening there was a power surge that went through my area and my power went off. But see, I have a generator underneath the porch. Now I had to go underneath there, I had to plug up everything, but there was a spark laying down on the inside of that generator. But see, I had the power to be able to turn on that light. And Jesus had that power to be able to speak that light, that light into existence. And there was light, and he separated it. So if you take a bright light in the darkness, there is no darkness inside of that ring of light. None whatsoever. There is no darkness inside of there. And that's what God will do. As he said here in verse 4, it says, and Brother Brenham says it like this, and he separated the light from the darkness and the light, he called day, and the darkness, he called night. God's word always separates light from darkness. See, it's the word that does the separating, the light from the darkness. God ever does the same thing when he gets ready to use anything like that? He got to use that old star or whatever, this this world. He had to separate the light from the darkness. Now I like this, what he says here. He says, and when he gets ready to leave... To use this group of people, he has to separate the light from the darkness. When he gets ready to use an individual, he has to separate the light from the darkness. Amen. Aren't you glad that that light is laying up on the inside of you, and he separated that darkness out of you one day? See, there was a little bit of darkness there, but he separated that and say, I have to use this individual, and he knew the time and the place that he would be using you, and that light had sprung up inside of you. Amen? Amen. It says in First John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same as in the beginning with God, all things were made by him. Amen? When he spoke that, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. And in him was life, and the light, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Amen? He was that word in the beginning. As that song says, Jesus, what a beautiful name it is. That word at the very beginning. Amen? And he separated it and separated that darkness out of us. We went to a junkyard here several years ago, and I might have told this story before, but there was an individual there working at the junkyard on the excavator, and he was, he was explaining to us that he used to be a coal miner. And as a coal miner, they would have to drill way down into these mountains to dig out this coal. Well, of course, if you're down in those mountains, the deepest dark holes, there in those mountains drilling out coal, it's dark. And he said that there was times that you could put your hand in front of your face without no lights there and you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face because of where he was at in that darkness. There was no light, none whatsoever. But see, when you turn on a light in that type of darkness, it pushes back all of that darkness. And within that light, he brings life. Within that light... There is no shadow, there was no darkness whatsoever in that light. Amen? God shines His light upon us all. He says, "And heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away." Aren't you glad that that word will never pass away? He is not a liar, God cannot lie. never lies. He says, "My word shall never pass away." So if His word will never pass away, you're with Him because you was with him from the foundation of the world. He's seen you. He knew that your seed was laying here, and he knew that that light was going to shine upon you, and one day that life was going to come forth out of that light. Amen? We're living in a dark time, a Laodicean age, an age when darkness is all around. There was a shotgun that I used to look at and want to buy from my house, and and it was uh, one of those tactical type shotguns, but they had a slogan with their shotgun. And it says, makes things that go thump in the dark run. And that's what the word does. Things that go thump in the dark run. Amen? Aren't you glad that you have that word, that life, that light, that when there's darkness all around, just rack that shotgun. Tsh, tsh, It'll make those things that go thump in the dark, things that scare you, that are fear upon you, make them run. Well, how is that? It's that word. It's that light. Amen? I'm glad I'm living in a day where I have that word, that word that makes things go thump in the dark, run. Aren't you? Amen. Amen. We're in a dark age, Laodicean age, the church age where there's darkness all around us. Every year, we go, well, maybe it'll get better next year. Maybe in the next four years, we'll vote for another president. Maybe it'll get better then. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, whatever there is, it's continuing to get dark. And the darker it's getting. So no matter what they do, it's going to continue to get darker. Amen. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, they all could come back, all could stand here this evening, all could go to the Richmond halls, but each year it will get darker. Amen. Why is that? It's because they threw Christ out of the churches. Amen. It's because they threw Christ out of their homes. Amen. It's because they threw Christ out of the courthouses. It's because they threw Christ out of the schools. Amen. They didn't want no light whatsoever. All they want is darkness. And you look at a cricket, a cricket, all they want is dark. Dad has a saying, you look at night times in the cities, the cricket comes out at night. He loves darkness. He loves mischievousness. That's those crickets. And that's the same thing with this world. They don't want no light. They just want an idea of a light. And as the saying goes, you can't get warm by a painted fire. Amen. They don't want no light. They just want an idea of a light. Amen. But this age is continuing to get it darker and darker. And this layout of seeing age. In Mark 8 and 22, and it reads, and it says, And he came from Bethesda, and they bringing a blind man unto him. And he besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand. And he let him out of the town. And when he had spit in his eyes, he put his hands upon him and asked If he see aught, And he said, and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. And that he put his hands again on the man's eyes and made him look up. And he restored and saw every man clearly. Amen? So we see here he was in Bethesda. The blind man was in Bethesda. But I want you to recognize over in Matthew 11... There was judgment that was set upon Bethesda. There was a destruction that has, was set upon Bethesda. So there was nothing good in Bethesda. So Jesus took the blind man out of there. And so that's what he's doing in this age as well. There's been judgment that's been cast upon this age. But he is bringing a people out of that darkness, out of that judgment. You see, there... He has mercy upon every individual. The same mercy he showed upon the blind man. He said, you cannot see, and you will not see in this judgment town, but you come with me. Walk with me out of the city. And what did he tell him to do after he healed the blind man? He Don't go back in there. Do not go back in there. Those people will not believe what you believe. There is judgment there, so don't go back in. If you go back in, I'm sure blindness will be set up on him. Don't go back in where there's been judgment that's been cast. But that's what the Lord will do for you. He will have mercy upon an individual that's been in the deepest, darkest pits. And he will say, come out of there. Come out of that pit. There's too much judgment that's going on there. Come out of there. Too much darkness there. Your blindness. You're miserable, blind, and naked. That's what they are. In Revelations 3, it tells what they were. And it says in the Laodiceans' right said these things the Amen and the faithful true and witness beginning of creation of God. I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would rather them be cold nor hot, because if thou were lukewarm, I would neither cold nor hot. I will spew thee out of thy mouth, because thou sayest. That's what they're saying. I am rich and increased with goods, and I have need of nothing. This old world, that's what they're saying nowadays. Nobody wants to work. Everybody's getting paid to stay at home. I have need of nothing. Rich and increased with goods. Everyone has something. Everyone has goods all around. Amen? That's what this world is saying today. I have no need of you. Amen? He said, I would have you rather be cold or hot. Not lukewarm. Cold nor hot. Because thou sayest, I'm an increased, increased rich with goods. Have no need of nothing. Because, and knowest not that they are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. They can't even see their nakedness, their blindness no more. But God would have you to come out to be able to heal you of your blindness. But he says here, says, I counsel thee to buy of me. Come unto me and buy of me gold tried in the fire. In that fire where there's pureness, in that fire where all things are cast out, pureness of gold. Amen. Amen. Come to me and buy of me gold tried in a fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame and thy nakedness do not appear. Anoint thy eyes with eye salve. See that same thing that he had cleared out that blind man's eyes. He said, Wiped them once. And he said, I see men as trees still. See, there was a blurriness. There was not a clear vision there. But he wiped them again. said, I see men clearly. I see it clearly. I see you clearly, Lord. Could you imagine the first face you see is Jesus. After being blind all that time. After being blind and walking in this darkness all that time. You might not see anybody else around you, any of these Christians whatsoever. But one of these days you found a way, someone came to you and said, come with me. And they wiped your eyes and the first face you see is him. You see no no other darkness, no blurriness. How good is our God to us? So good to us this evening, isn't he? that thou mayest see. Amen. Aren't you glad that he's put the ISAF upon up you this evening that you may be, be able to see. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice, I will and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. As the, our pastor brother Ron was speaking there on that door, the door latches on the inside. Amen. Opening it up to Jesus that wants to come in and sup with you. Amen. Because it says in Romans this is the way they are because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were they thankful. But they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts was darkened. Professing them to be wise they became fools. Amen. Just as I was saying earlier there they they don't want church in the schools. They don't want God in the schools. They don't want any of that. But they're they're too smart for that. They got too much wisdom for anything to have anything with Jesus in it. They cast him down and say, We can do better than what he's even done it. Amen. I like that story granddaddy used to tell two scientists saying, We can create a body just like you did, Lord. They said, We're going to take dirt and create a body. He said, Get your own dirt. Amen? Every, science wants to take and do and build off of what God has created, but they, they are not the creator. Amen? It's just like the devil. He's a counterfeit. If there's a true, there's a false. Amen? So if there's a true light, there's a false light. A lot of people are walking in a false light. Amen? But God does the separating, and he'll, he will knock that old self, that old miserable self out of you. Amen. That, that would used to hold you back and say, you don't want no new birth, but God will give you that new birth. God will shine that light upon you. Amen. See, in 1 John 1 and 5, he says, and then the message which we have heard of him declared unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. I'm glad there's no darkness in him because I am in him. Amen. So there, if there's no darkness in him, there's no darkness that can be set in me. Amen? No darkness in him at all. And see, if we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not tell the truth. Amen? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we fellowship one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the son cleanses us from all of our sins. Aren't you glad of that? That he will cleanse you from all of your sins. Amen. And if you're walking in that light and having fellowship with him, how great that is to have fellowship with our Lord. In that light, that life. Amen. He says in, first, in John 1 and 4, it says, "...in him was life, and the light was light of men. And the light shineth in darkness." and the darkness comprehended it not. Amen? Excuse me for reading so many scriptures, and we could go on and on about light. There's so many scriptures in the Bible about light, and, you know, I just, I'm trying to narrow it down this evening, and thank the Lord for, for giving us a revelation of light. Amen? In John 8 and 12, it says, And then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. And he that followeth me shall not walk in, in darkness, but he shall walk in light. In John Wesley's notes, he would say it like this. He said, and he that followeth me in no wise walk in darkness. He won't walk in ignorance. He won't walk in wickedness. He won't walk in misery, but shall have light of life. He that closely, humbly, steadily follows me shall have the divine light of Continually shining up on him, diffusing over his soul knowledge, holiness, joy, till he is guided by it to life everlasting. Amen. So many times people want to shine other people's light. Amen. People want to shine other people's light. Let me let, let me give you a little bit of an example by when people go with certain people to a doctor, so you have somebody that will go with you to a doctor, and they will sit there, the doctor walks in, and the doctor says, okay, what is your condition? Well, the person that don't have the illness speaks up and says, well, this is what's wrong with them. <laughs> and, they, and the doctor, okay, that's, that's great. And, and, but now he's done this too, and and you need to know this. And the doctor looks at the patient, and they, and they go on a little further. But now, we have read online that if you do this, it can be cured by this. I would love for one of these times, the doctor would walk in, tell that patient's, uh, I don't know what you would call that individual, but, you know, their orator or whatever it would be, and say, all right, uh, here's the shot, turn around. Not one time has any of those individuals ever taken a shot for the patient. Amen. And so many times we have people that want to try to shine other people's light, but they can't shine their own light. Amen. In Matthew 7, it talks about the man that wants to try to pull the beam and the mote out of the other person's eye, and the beam is still in thine own eye. And so many times they want to say, hey, this is a light. Shine it. Walk in here. So if you're walking down through the woods and and you have a light and you're shining it all around and the person behind you says, hey, I can't see behind me. Let me have your light. Well, then you're not going to be able to see. You have a light. You let your light shine. Don't hide it. Let your light shine. Amen? But see, what it is is you've also got to be plugged into the Word. For you to be able to shine your light, you have got to be plugged into the Word. Amen? It's just like Benjamin Franklin. Brother Brandon would say it like this. said, when Benjamin Franklin, when he caught that electricity, and he began to scream, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. But just to say you've had it because you felt it, he had it, but he never did no good till it was put to work. Amen. You can scream, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. But until it's put to work, what do you have? You don't know what you have. As Brother Brandon would say, there's a lot of people going around that says, I feel it, I feel it. I feel it, I feel it. I believe I feel it. Well, that's just a feeling. But what he wants, Jesus said, do you believe it? That's when it's put to work. That's when it was put into a circuit. Amen. When you were plugged into that current, as Thomas Edison would plug it into that current to make a light bulb, Benjamin Franklin had it, but he didn't know what he had until Thomas Edison plugged it into that light bulb and he had current. And I believe it. Amen. That's what I want to be plugged into, is his word, his current. That says, I believe it, not just I got it. Amen. See, because ye are the light of the world, a city set up on a hill. And that cannot be hid. Amen? Aren't you glad that you're a light of this world? And neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel or on a candlestick, but it giveth light unto all that are in the house. You want to shine your light into all your family. But like I said, they're going to have to catch that light also. They're going to have to tune into that electric circuit, that word, that power. And they're going to have to walk in their light. And we don't know at times when when certain family members will catch it. Amen. But God knows. Amen. From the foundation of the world, God knew what seed would be laying here. All seeds, everything that would come up was laying there from the foundation of the world. And God said at the certain time it would come up. And that light would bring it forth just as much as the S-O-N, the S-U-N, would bring forth plants, trees, and grass. Amen. It's just like that seed that's buried underneath a concrete before long, that sun is going to shine down and that warmth that's laying, laying upon that concrete is going to warm up that dirt. It's going to warm up that seed. And before long, that seed is going to break forth out of that shelf. And before long, it's going to make his way and work its way around and it'll work its way up right around the edge of that concrete. Because even concrete laying down, laying up on you, it won't stop that seed from coming forth. No matter where you are in your life, When that light shines upon you, it won't stop it from coming forth. There's no darkness heavy enough that can stop that seed from coming forth. When that warmth, that Holy Ghost, can move upon you and brood upon that life, and that life starts to quicken, and something inside of it, it says, I haven't felt this before, but there's something that's laying on the inside of me right now. I can't stop it from coming forth. And when you get that life on the inside of you, you can't stop it. You can try to hide it. You can try to say, well, I'm like I used to be, but you know on the inside of you there's something that's laying there, and you can't stop shining that light. Amen? When you try to just stand there and, you, and you're just like, no, I don't want it, but all of a sudden there's something moves over top of you, and that light comes forth, and before long you start rejoicing, and you say, well, I never did this before. I never acted like this before. Well, there's something on the inside that's been moving. There's something that's been growing. There's something that's brooding over that life. And it's saying, come forth, and I'm quickening you. And you begin to grow. And all of a sudden, people around you, they're going, you're not the same person that you used to be. And Well, I don't know what happened. But we know what happened. We know you, and there's no turning back once that sun hits. There's no going back down into that shelf. There's no going back underneath that concrete, that darkness. There's no going back because that light that is brewed on the inside of you is pushing you forward, and it's pulling you up a little higher. Oh, I love that life, that life that's been laid on the inside of each and every one of us that says, draw it out of her, draw it out of that darkness in this dark age. Amen. When there's darkness all around, darkness through every age come forth, but you are living in Laodicea, the darkest age that there was. When they would say that there's just, just shining, just a little bit of light. There's just a little bit of light there. And you're that light in this darkness. You're that light shining. When people come up to you and you might be in the store or the gas station or whatever it may be and say, there's a light that's over top of you. Now you, you can't make that happen. You can't there's a light in me. Let me shine it. We don't have that cartoon character thing where you can click a button and all of a sudden a light bulb. Doop, 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 doop. There's a light. I want to shine it. I want to shine it. You can't shine it like that. What's the best way to shine your light? You eat this word. You, you, when you eat this word and you let that word take over your life, that word will then shine forth. And and things that you cared about before, they don't make a hill of beans. And you go, well, I don't know why I don't do that no more, but I really don't care to do that. Amen? As Brother Joe Green would say, I drink as much as I want to. I smoke as much as I want to because God took that want to out of me. Amen? And why? Because that word, that word that's been quickened on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. See, we are a representation of God, of Christ. And that life, that light, that life is laying and lives there, and we are the light of this world. Amen? If we're then with him, in him being, and God knew us from the foundation of the world, I was glad when I was there with him when he said, let there be light. I was glad that I was there at that moment. You say, well, you wasn't there at that moment. I was in his mind. I was in him at that very moment when he said, let there be light. And he said, there is a son that's laying there, Matthew David Spencer. And he seen me at that moment. He said, at this certain time, at this certain place, it's going to come forth. And each and every one of us sitting here this evening, we was laying there from the foundation of the world in his image, in his mind, that light. You don't even know how you got here. Brother Shannon, you didn't know. I mean, a phone call one day and all of a sudden the light, it's like, it quickens you. And and there was no turning back. It was, it's gone. It's over. Many of us are sitting here and say, I don't even know how I got in the building. I don't know how I got to the brick building down there. But one night I found my way to an altar. Amen. But it happened. That light See, and he knew where you was at that time. He knew you'd live in this age. I'm glad to be able to live in this age. I'm glad to be able to say, when I get there, I come through Laodicea. I come through the darkest of the darks. Amen. But why? Why are we able to come through this dark? It's because we've been given a light. It's because we've been given In Revelations, as he would say, the stars. Amen. We've been given that star. That star has light. Amen. Excuse me, I lost my place here. Each and every age. In Revelations 1 and 20 and 12, it says, And I turned, and I seen a voice, and spake with me. And being turned, I saw... Seven gold, seven golden candlesticks, and midst of the candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and the girdle, the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs was white as wool, as white as the snow. His eyes were a flame of fire, and his feet like unto the fine brass. And as they burned in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, sword. and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell on my feet as dead, and laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys to hell and death. Write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter, the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars stars are the angels to the seven churches. The seven golden candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. I'm glad that we have a revelation of those stars. I'm glad that he showed us each and every one of those stars. And those stars shining light in each to every dark age. There is Paul that was a star in his age, a shining light. Irenaeus was a star in his age. Martin, Columbo, of Ireland, Martin Luther, each one was a star in their age, John Wesley, and it comes all the way down to William, Marion Branham. Each one was a star in each and every one of their age, and they had to shine their light for what they had been given to shine in this dark age. I want to tell a little bit of a testimony here. Back several years ago, when people were making fun of Brother Branham and saying that he's not a vindicated prophet. I'm, sitting in my, I'm standing in my kitchen of my garage, and, and me and Cassie's just talking, and I look at Cassie, and I say, William Branham is a vindicated prophet. If William Branham wasn't a vindicated prophet, neither was Paul, Irenaeus, Martin, Columbo, Martin Luther, John Wesley, If he wasn't the vindicated prophet for this age, they weren't the vindicated prophet for each and every one of those ages, and we have missed it all. And about the time I said that, there was a light that come through my garage. I said, Cassie, did you see that? She said, I didn't see it, but I feel that. See, he vindicated his word through that prophet. He vindicated his word through each and every prophet. Each and every one that come down through each and every age And said, this is my prophet. This is the one that's shining light in this dark age. Amen. I don't think I put it in my notes. But just bear with me for a minute. Amen. trying to remember the full story here. When Brother Branham was on the Ohio River and he was baptizing all those people Amen. and a voice come out of there and said, so as so John the Baptist forerun my first coming. So shall you forerun my second coming. And there was a fire that come down through there. And there was a lady that Brother Branham had, had asked, said, please cover up. Please go on and move, move on away from here. And as that pillar of fire came down and as that voice spoke out of there said vindicating this prophet, that lady pitched forward in the boat and from that point on was in an insane asylum. You don't make fun of this word. You don't make fun of the prophets. You say, well, I, I don't believe so much in that, that testimony. I don't believe so much in that story. See, we all were in darkness. We all, all were sinners. All, all needed that light to be quickened inside of us. See, in 1 John 1 and 8, it says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. For if we confess our sins, He is faithful. And just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. See, He we need forgiveness of our sins. And the blood of Christ is the divine provision for each and every one of our sins. See, and in first John two and one it says, My children, these things I write unto you that if you that sin not, and if any man sin, you have an advocate. With the Father, Jesus Christ, his righteousness. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. I'm glad I have an advocate with the Father. I'm glad that he was with me. Even when, when I, I, I didn't think I was lost, I was lost. But when I come to, I said, Lord, I need a Savior. I need, I need an advocate And you might be sitting there, and you might be critical of those testimonies, and you say, I don't know, but you are without sin? No. We all have sinned and come short of the grace of God. Amen. And to walk in light is to live in fellowship with Jesus Christ. See, sin interrupts that fellowship and cannot change the relationship. Confession restores a full fellowship with Jesus Christ, and an immediate confession will keep you with that fellowship, and that will be unbroken. So let your light shine. Amen. Amen? See, in Genesis 15, the Lord spoke to Abram and said, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. And a little bit further down, he says, And he brought forth him abroad and said, Look now towards the heavens, and tell the stars if thou art able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Each and every one of you. Laying here. That you didn't know you'd be here. So shall you come forth. God knows where you're at in each and every time. Each and every place. Knows your condition. Knows what you're going through. Dad tells this testimony about how that he was when he was preaching in Alaska. And they had those bullhorns on the church. And it was just blowing forth. And down through those valleys. And he said, and you might be AWOL from the army running, but God knows where you're at. And there was a boy that was sitting in a truck down the road, about ready to commit suicide. He said, that's me. I, I was lost. And just in that moment, that light, God knew where he was. God knew. I have a son in Alaska that's running that needs life. And that light shined upon him there. See, for we were sometimes in darkness. We can't say that we've always been light. There's a whole lot of us here that are sitting here that says we were in darkness and we knew we were in darkness. But I'm glad we're in that light now. I'm glad that we can walk with him in that light, in that life. you know, you might be in, in a spot in your life and you're in a pit. Pit of darkness, pit of despair and you've fallen and, and you say, I, I just can't get out. But you can take that sword, that remembrance, and you can call upon that name of Jesus. And you might be able to take that sword and there ain't no devils down there at that moment. But you hit a rock and it'll throw a spark. There's a little bit of light there. And you say, oh, I can see the next step. And you throw that sword again, and you hit it a little bit more light. And you start climbing your way out of that pit. Many times you feel like, I'm in the deepest, darkest place in that pit and have fallen so far. See, Adam and Eve had fallen into that deepest, darkest pit. But God said, I'm going to make a way for you. I'm going to make a way for you out of there. You can come out of there. You can come out of that pit. You can come out of that despair that you're in. Climb your way out of there. You can keep coming forth. But now it's not over once you get out of that pit. There's a whole lot of devils that you're going to have to keep fighting. Amen. You're going to have to keep carrying that sword, that word of the Lord, and start flinging that thing and shining that light. Amen. Just as I said earlier, you can't just stand there and say, I want to shine a light. You have to do something. You have to connect. You have to get a hold of that light. Amen. Amen. Maybe as the musicians are coming this evening. In Revelations 22 and 5, it says, And there shall be no night there. I plan on going to that city. Where there is no night. No need no candle. Neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light. He is our light. I plan on going to that city where there's no darkness, no torments, where God is the light and will live forevermore. Yes, Once my soul was astray
0: from the only way. And was wretched and vile as can be, oh, but my Savior. He knew where you was at. He reached down for you. Oh, when he reached down his hand. Jones. I was told of all days
2: would say, Lord, I give myself to you so that you can use me.
0: Oh yes, I give myself away, I give myself away so you can use me, oh take my heart. My plans, well, Lord, I place, I place them.
2: desire this evening is to completely give yourself over to him that he could shine his word through you and it would be a light into a dying generation. I just love it when the word of the Lord begins to work through our lives. That's what the word does. It shines a light. It makes us correct all the wrong errors in our life. It makes us recognize our wrongdoings and it makes us recognize that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm so thankful for this word that has shined a light in this generation upon us. And I'd say we've been truly blessed by the message of the hour. I tell you what, I don't know where we'd be without this message, but I, I'm i certainly thankful that God released a, a star in this generation, not a basketball star, not a wandering star, but a, but a seventh messenger that would come by our way and shine the light on our hearts Aren't you thankful for that star that that brought us a message to draw us out of those things that maybe we wouldn't even think we'd have been involved in? But if it wasn't for a message, you'd have been there. But this message, this message changed your course. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the message of the hour. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this evening? Amen. 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 We just love the Lord with all of our hearts and... That's what we've come tonight to do: is to let His light shine on our life. And if light wasn't so powerful, then why would Satan transform himself to be and to be one that would transform himself in light? He recognizes the power of it, so he wants to he wants to transition himself there. But I'm so thankful to know that I've got my eyes on the Author of Life. Amen. Amen. As you're dismissed this evening, as we sing this song, go in the name of the Lord, and we'll see you in the morning. Amen. Just be praying for tomorrow morning service. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. I give myself away so you
0: can use me. Oh, my life is not my myself, I give myself